Hello and welcome to Solopreneur, the show that helps business owners who are flying solo to solve their big sales, marketing and systems challenges one episode at a time. You can watch the video version of this episode at solopreneur.com. I'm your host, Gareth Everson, and on today's episode, have you ever wondered about your website and sort of been frustrated about where you feel like you might be going wrong with it? It feels almost pointless or that you're relying on word of mouth for leads. Could your website be doing more work for you? We're going to cover that on today's episode. When I first started in business 15 years ago, I did what most experts do when they set up their first website. They commission a designer, uh, work with an agency. I actually work with a freelancer to do mine. And you start with the very best of intentions that you need to share everything that you're an expert about. I call this the curse of expertise. Actually, what visitors to your website really want to see is how you can solve their problems. They don't really care about your expertise as such. What they care about first and foremost is if they've got a problem, can they trust you and can can they see that you can solve it and can they trust you to solve that as a problem? This curse of expertise comes from this feeling that we have once once we've invested years of our life learning how to do something and how to help somebody with the problem that they have it comes from us wanting to desperately wanting to share all of those insights about what we've learned because it feels to us like that's the way that we can help somebody to solve their problem it probably makes sense to think about what a lead is from your website. So it's not a visitor to the site who comes and looks at it. It's somebody that comes to your website and is convinced that you're the person to solve their problem and will leave their details with a view that they want you to help them in some way, whether that's provide them with extra information, if they're in this kind of discovery about looking for people that can help help them with their problems or come to an idea about how they can solve that particular problem that they've got. Or they might be later on in the buying, buying cycle and actually be ready to buy. I call these two different stages, top of funnel or tofu, T-O-F-U, top of funnel. That's if they're in this discovery stage and are looking for information about how to solve problems that they have. Or the opposite of that, uh, down at the bottom of the funnel, or BOFU, B-O-F-U, is if they're ready to buy. One of the challenges that we as experts face is, and it's almost like this eagerness to serve, this eagerness to help, we can sometimes assume that everybody that leaves their details with us is ready to buy. And that eagerness can sometimes put off, or can regularly put off, People that would otherwise be interested in buying from us, they get scared off by your eagerness to sell to them. We get this urge, this almost this urgency to help people solve their problems because as experts, we've helped others to do the same. And it's this, it's this need to help and this need to be there as a hero, if you like, as a rescuer, 
to solve that person's problems as quickly as possible. If they raise their hand to you to say, I've got this particular issue, whatever it happens to be, it might be a plumbing issue, it might be a business issue, it might be a confidence issue. We want to help. We're desperate to help. We want to use all of that experience that we have, that expertise that we have, to help that person as quickly as we can to solve their problem. When actually part of the curse of expertise is sometimes people aren't quite as ready as we think they might be to make that decision to go forward. They don't know enough or they don't know as much as we do about the situation that we're in. And we have to guide them through that. So in many ways, thinking of an inquiry on your website or a lead on your website as earlier in that funnel rather than later and readier to buy is sometimes quite a good move. Slow down that process a little bit just so you can find out where somebody is at in that buying cycle. So when it comes to thinking about your website, don't fall into the trap that we make as experts in presenting ourselves as the leading light and covering our website with me, or even worse than that, we do this. Think of what you should put on that website in terms of the copy that you write. Think of it in two ways. One, how you're positioning yourself as being able to solve the problems that that person has, because that's the first thing that they're looking for. And secondly, giving them confidence that you know how to solve that problem. And that confidence can come from them seeing testimonials, from seeing examples, from seeing blog post walkthroughs of, of, of how you help. Those are the two things that are going through somebody's mind. Can this person solve the problems that I've got? And then secondly, do I have the confidence, do I have the trust in them that they can do that? And that's how we should be thinking about how we structure the copy on our website. It should be always about them and far less about us, we or me. Think more in terms of you rather than me when it comes to writing your copy. If you're just starting out and this is your first website, you're possibly thinking, what do I need to include on there? Is it text? Is it images? Is it video? Is it audio content on there? If this is your first website and you don't have those materials, think first about the words that you use. If you don't have images of you or of your clients, perhaps use purchased photography. I would advise against using clip art because that doesn't allow you to look sort of personalized. So for your first website, that balance of written content, words that people can read, and meaningful images in there is probably enough. But as you move forward and get to version 1.5 or version 2 of your website, think about including images of you or of your clients. Think about if you are confident to do so, doing little video recordings either of yourself or of testimonials of your clients. Video has a much more moving impact to people that are visiting your website. Balance it based on what you have access to at that particular point in time. You've probably heard of lead magnets or 
squeeze pages, landing pages, that kind of thing. It's called various different things. Funnels seems to be the latest term to use for pages where you're capturing somebody's details. Let's think about it as a lead magnet. So something that draws somebody that's a visitor to your website to leave their details for you. Now, this is particularly relevant for those people that are more in that discovery stage. They haven't made a commitment to buy as yet. They're still what I would call top of funnel. What you might do in this scenario is provide a downloadable guide. It might be a PDF. It might be just a Word document. It might be an email series that answers specific questions that somebody has. It might be a checklist of how they make a decision to do what you help with. It might be a guide to the seven biggest problems that somebody can face when they're in this particular scenario. It might be a description of five of the things that they should be thinking about before hiring an expert, whatever that area of expertise that you have. So lead magnets are a really good way of being able to capture that lead into your CRM and provide them with great value off the back of that visit to your website. Because if you don't provide something like that and they're not assured enough to be able to make that decision to get in contact with you independently, then they've just gone away and you've probably lost them forever unless you're doing clever things like remarketing them, uh, putting ads in front of your visitors on your website, which is a whole different level and we might cover that on a different podcast episode. So I've given you some ideas, some thought processes about how you can think about what your website should be doing when somebody comes to it for the first time. There's a few different things that you can think about, that you can jot down, that you can have thought processes around. There are other other resources as well that you might want to think about. So if you're into reading books or watching videos, go check out Russell Brunson and his dot-com secrets. He has loads of insights into that visitor psychology when they come to your website and that buyer psychology when they come to your website. Have a look at some of the resources on solopreneur.com and also have a think about if you've heard of Story Brand by Donald Miller, have a look at some of his materials online, whether it's his book or his videos, about that buyer's journey and about positioning what you do to solve the problems that your, that your buyers have and how you address those with the language and the imagery and perhaps the video, video material that you have on your website. So as we wrap up this episode, having thought about the one of the biggest problems that expert businesses face, that is, what do I say on my website? How can I turn my website into a lead generating machine? First and foremost, you are a problem solver. That visitor that's coming to your website has a problem that you could potentially solve. In their mind, their first decision that they're making about you is, can this person solve my problem? Do they understand my problem enough to be able to help me with that? The second piece is more of that trust factor. Can I trust this person to do my thing? So if you can then think the reverse of that, how can I position what my website says and does to answer those problems that the prospect that's visiting has? And secondly, how can I show them that they can put their trust in me 
to be able to do that. If you can do those two things with your website, then you'll generate far, far more leads from it. Join me next time on the Solopreneur podcast where we'll talk about some of those problems in a little bit more depth. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Solopreneur podcast. Remember that what we learned today builds more value if there's a plan to take action on it tomorrow. So head to solopreneur.com and check out our growing community of action takers and all the training and software that you need to build a scalable business without breaking the bank. And if you value the show, please help others to discover it too by leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts or by sharing a link to an episode on LinkedIn or wherever your finger does its scrolling.